Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're not vaccinated. You're not nearly as smart as I thought you were. The vaccines work, which this sign says that they do. Then why do people who have had the vaccine need to now wear masks the same as people who have not had it? Because the public health uh, leaders in our administration have made the determination based on data that that is a way to make sure they're protected, their loved ones are protected, uh, and that's an extra step given the transmissibility of the virus. But there are at least eight states that actually prohibit their districts from requiring a mask in schools. So what are parents who have children in those schools, in those states, supposed to do? Well, uh, look, Caitlin, I, I'm happy not to live in a state where that is the guidance. <laughs> Good luck is the message from Jen Psaki and the Biden White House and the CDC, which is so out of answers now, has fallen on its face with the coronavirus, uh, with their coronavirus approach, that they are now saying, um, sorry about that. Sorry about that, Caitlin. It sucks to be you. Good luck. They have, uh, this is a, this was a cluster bleep in the White House press room today, and with good reason. We knew th- their messaging has been absolute mierda. Uh, they've been terrible from the beginning. Uh, they've been going back on themselves here and there. They've got all these octopus arms of messaging, so many of them are sometimes competing with each other between Fauci and this and that and this and that. And now the Delta variant is, uh, well, it's spiking in the sense that the Delta variant spiking, which still, it's pales in comparison to the to the um, the original uh, pandemic. But this is, this is a mess. And what they've done today by saying, we don't know what to do, but you have to um, put masks back on. The kids have to wear masks. This is unbleeping believable. This administration has repeatedly, repeatedly done the unbelievable and the unacceptable. And now this, to me, is, this is such an F up, I don't even know where to begin. But 
people aren't going to do this. You know, I spoke to. Um, I'm not going to do it. Are you kidding me? No. And by the way, I'm done you, with masks. No, I'm. T- if I'm Alice is on on vacation in an undisclosed location, so she sounds a little bit different or looks a little bit different, and I'm here alone. Abandoned by my family. It's so it's so weird. I've got, <laughs> Just Tom and the chickens. I've got nothing but chickens. I have nobody bothering me. It's so it's like I've been in prison for so long. Alice, you're still in prison. That I I leave. I I'm still protecting my my waters and things as if the kids are around. And I'm still like putting food, pushing food on the top shelf because in case the dogs try to eat all of it. It, it's weird. I've just got this this prison, like having to guard myself and in my stuff thing, still going even though the place is empty. But uh, but yeah. So today I had on the radio show Bethany Mandel. She said that she had heard um, that she has friends in L.A. who said that even though the moron there told everybody that they were drunk drivers uh, and that they couldn't, uh, that they had to mask up and that they were locking down this and that, whatever. That nobody. She saw very few masks. So. I hope that this is, I hope pretty, I would hope that the pushback from this, although Alice, looking at social media, I see people saying, thank goodness, we, we never should have stopped masking anyone. I hope that this is a refutation of this order immediately. I hope it's loud and people say, no way. And I would love to see in the next five, ten days, two days, this White House say, you know what? We thought better of it, and we decided not to torture people anymore. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would hope so, but I don't, I don't think they're going to back down from this because it's too popular with their core constituencies. It's it's The food is in the oven, but it's not ready yet. You can't touch it. It's it coming soon, buddy. Time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting well, I mean, complaints the about the food situation. But this is not... This is popular with their constituency. Their constituency loves this mask thing because the problem with vaccines from their perspective is that it's really difficult to tell who's had one and who hasn't. So they can't like publicly virtue signal and know, you know, who's a good person and who's a bad person unless they're lucky enough that somebody dies of COVID and they're picture gets plastered in the paper and then they can freely judge that person for not being vaccinated. But, you know, when they go to the grocery store, they don't really have a way to know who's vaccinated and who's not. And they complain about this all the time. Right. So um, there. one second. I also think one of the problems is. Is that that they're still in this position, public health people are still in this position and they've done it to themselves since the very beginning that in lieu of saying we don't know, they say we know. And they make a proclamation or a finding or make a um, or make a, uh, a, a suggestion or a policy, a health policy based on uh, based on just playing defense, based on caution. And sure, if you're a public health official and you don't know, sure, maybe you'll ha- have people hide away. We don't know what's doing this. We don't know what's causing this to increase. So uh, uh, we'll just have you hide away. But they're not saying we don't know. They're saying, okay, hide away. But there's, there's too much, there's so much disparate information coming in from these people. I mean, they say, yeah, there, there is a risk still that you could carry it and you could transmit it. Even if you've been vaccinated, if you've had the disease and you've been vaccinated, there's still a chance, they say, that you could still carry it and spread it, though a small chance. 
Well, what kind of small chance? Is it a small chance worth mentioning or is it not worth mentioning? And you're just trying to build um, almost this a, a, a an unpenetrable wall of mm-hmm. evidence to cajole people into getting the vaccines. Yeah. So it's like, like we don't want to, everything we say must be dialed up to 10 so that we can push people into doing this thing and getting the vaccines and that's it. And you saw two weeks ago we were calling Facebook killers and saying that uh, that people had to, that the social media companies had to step in mind in line, and and also you know saying that people were being killers. There's only the only pandemic left. They said was for the pandemic of the unvaccinated. And now we're at okay, okay. Since that group over there isn't getting vaccinated, the whole class has to stay out behind after school now. And not only is right, it- it's group punishment until everybody complies, right? Because obviously it wasn't bothering the unvaccinated people enough to, you know, that they weren't being hassled at the grocery store, the unvaccinated people. So now we need to do the mask thing again. I, I don't care. I'm not putting a mask back on. I'm not doing right. it. I mean, I'm I just not going to go to places that require it. Well, what if every place requires it? Oh, I mean, what if every place requires it? I mean, it like, seems- what if Mass does the public health order again? What? Like, what if Ma- Massachusetts does like a public health right. order well, again? The, that well, it has to be everywhere. To, Alice, if, if, if unless somehow polling show, but in blue states like Massachusetts, they well, love right it. now the CDC guidance isn't that. It's not that all vaccinated people have to mask. It's that you have to mask if you have an immunocompromised or unvaccinated person at home. Unvaccinated person is anybody under 12 and most people under 18. Right. But they don't know that at the store, whether or not I have an immunocompromised or unvaccinated (laughs) person at home, you know? So, so it's not, this new guidance isn't, although it may be interpreted this way in some blue States, it's not everybody has to wear a mask everywhere again, technically speaking. But I mean, Yes. Is there a chance that vaccinated people are going to catch it and spread it? Yes, we've known this all along. It only reduces your chances of getting symptomatic illness by like 90 percent or whatever for the Delta variant. So but that's still like pretty good. And, you know, you weren't guaranteed to have had the thing anyway. And you're also not guaranteed to die of it even when that happens, like far from it. Now, I mean, I'm a believer in vaccines. I just am. So I like got this vaccine, but I also expect to not have to be uh, wearing a mask around because I got the vaccine now. So I feel safe and I don't feel scared of other people. I don't feel scared. Like when you go out, are you scared that an unvaccinated person might no. breathe on you? No. <laughs> so like, that's why I got the vaccine. I now have peace of mind. I'm not scared of unvaccinated people anymore. So I'm going to go about my life and they can go about their lives. And if they want to wear a mask because they feel a compulsion to then good for them. But I don't like I, I have no need to make any unvaccinated people do anything so let's go through some of this audio because this the stuff with Saki was absolutely remarkable that we saw earlier today so here is um first joe biden well, let's start with biden okay this is biden he gets a question about federal workers being vaccinated and listen to what he says in the tone that he uses 
I mean, for, first of all, what is this? What is <laughs> Why this? is we, he so antagonistic? Right. And didn't we yell at Trump for, you know, speaking off the cuff to, when talking about coronavirus stuff? You're not nearly as smart as I thought you were. Yeah, why are you browbeating people? We get, you've been rude enough. You've called people killers. You know, you've been condescending enough to people. And this is how we're doing our messaging still? Are you concerned that the CDC's new mask guidance could sow confusion? We have a pandemic because of the unvaccinated. There's so enormous confusion. By the way, also, should you be blaming a pandemic on the unvaccinated? Ever. I mean, how freaking desperate do you have to be to be that inartful and irresponsible with your words? Well, but here's the thing is, is that Democrats spent all last year blaming Trump, saying that Trump literally killed 600,000 people, right? Because he let the pandemic happen. And Joe Biden was elected at, you know, the right moment in time where he came into office and it was already like on the way down. You know what I mean? So then at that point, he took credit for that. He said, like, see, it was my policies because I required masks on airplanes or whatever. Nothing things he did, you know, (laughs) that made the pandemic go away. So but now it's back on an upswing because that's what happens. And these people are like witch doctors. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, see, you didn't do the sacrifice. Right. That's why the rains didn't come this year. Like the they're all like they have to believe in the masking and the vaccines and the whole thing like vaccines don't mean nobody ever gets sick again right you know like it just means that you've reduced your own risk of serious illness or death a lot and that's fine but i mean it also prevents you from getting it a lot of the time but i mean like i think vaccines are good that's not even the argument but the thing is that like yeah, there is an upswing in cases now. And since they blamed Trump for letting the virus happen, like they have to have some explanation now ready to go for why cases are going back up when Biden did everything right and got it under control. Like because they took credit, they said it was his leadership that made it go down. So, like, how can it be going up now? Well, there must be some bad person out there somewhere, even though yeah. everybody's doing the exact same things they were doing when he came into office, there's no difference. No, but there are a bunch of tweets that he had. This one's from uh, October 30th um, from Joe Biden saying, I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm going to shut down the virus. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't appear uh, shut down as yet, or if it is shut down, it doesn't it appears that he's being untruthful about how much it's shut down, but he's not done. The more we I'm- learn, the more we learn about this virus and the Delta variation, the more we have to be worried and concerned. And then only one thing we know for sure, if those other 100 million people got vaccinated, we'd be in a very different world. So get vaccinated. If you haven't, you're not as smart as I said you were. Not as smart as I said you were. Who the hell's he talking to? Moron. <laughs> it's so rude. It's so rude. And like, yeah, I mean, most of the illness now is happening among unvaccinated people, but that's a decision that they made. You know what I mean? Like, we don't force people to get vaccines. Right. 
Right. Yes, exactly. That's most of the illness. I, I looked at today, and I think it was 12,000 people died of the swine flu in 2009 in the, in the U.S. And mm-hmm. it was, uh, of course, you didn't have to. It was spread by people coughing at each other. And still, we didn't have any masks back then. A couple of yeah. schools did close for a day or two days, but it was not extreme measures. And we and kids could also get the swine flu and died from the swine flu, but it, we still didn't make them mask back then, which we're doing now, which tells you this is not the science unless the science has radically changed. Yeah, and the thing is that it, it really isn't, you know, the, you're still going to have case counts go up because, like I've said to you, too, like we're testing so many people, including asymptomatic people, that, you know... It, I've said it to you before, like these tests are sensitive enough to detect virus that's already been broken down and killed by your immune system. You know, the viral RNA is still there. So when you do the PCR test and you're testing for the virus, like you're, you're able to detect it, even though your immune system killed it. So that's like dead virus and you're not necessarily going to be able to spread it to anybody else. It's just right. I mean, the the whole thing, like, so that's what's ridiculous about when they test these like asymptomatic vaccinated people at the Olympics or whatever. And then they tell them they have to go home and they can't play. It's like insanity. That's so when you have like and then it's cases are going up. Well, yeah, cases are going up. But the only people who are really at risk, uh, I mean, beyond a risk like that, you have risk from anything like you have a risk Mm -hmm. you take a risk a bigger risk getting in your car every day the only people who are really at a more than acceptable risk are people that have chosen not to get the vaccine and at this point it really was a choice not to get the vaccine so like i don't know but we let people do that if somebody's gonna ride a motorcycle without a helmet like they know there's a risk to that so it also seems like like we don't like not treat them then when they get to the hospital because they rode a motorcycle without a helmet like it was dumb of them sure but like i also think Right. At some point, what can you do? At some point, we're done. We're not. We're done. Okay. At some <laughs> yeah. point, bon voyage. You know, we did. We did what we could. But also, how much of this is? And you mentioned the PCR tests. Uh, how much of this is the fact that this is so historically big at a time that is for many people? This is for everybody. This has been a a an incredibly pressure stress filled time it's it's totally strange nobody it's unfamiliar to anybody on earth right now this thing this global pandemic having been through through this if we Mm -hmm. went through one in five years from now you know we would have been there before so we'd have kind of a you know we'd be conditioned a little bit to uh, the challenges and emotions that it brings but Mm -hmm. this was totally new i think a lot of people just simply have wigged out and a lot of people who have very comfortable lives in this country, including healthcare um, professionals, uh, were not ready. It were the they were not ready for this much instability in their lives, this much uh, uncertainty in their lives and on the earth, and they weren't ready for the incredible amount of responsibility it was on them. The thing stopping the Black Swan event pandemic from killing a dozen, two dozen, few hundred, few thousand half a million, more than half a million people. That was them. They were supposed to be doing this. They are supposed to be doing this from the people on the front lines mm-hmm. uh, to the to the virologists, to the people in the FDA and the CDC, etc. And I think that it's that huge burden that and that mind bleep, that total mind bleep 
has caused these people to look more granularly at the at the viral load at this other data than they ever would for anything else and nobody wants to be the person who signals the all, all clear so yes they're finding the the tests are picking up the old dead virus but they want it to they don't want to mm-hmm. to uh, they don't want to recalibrate the test so that they don't nobody wants to be the person who says oh yeah they these these are good to go and nobody is that person there's they are addicted. Well, that's why the CDC recommendation, though, is that vaccinated asymptomatic people just should not even be tested like they, they shouldn't because you're picking up virus that that is not a risk. And, and at some point we need to look at hospital utilization. We need to look at deaths. You can see from the numbers in Israel and England that they also had like a spike in cases, but the deaths stayed very, very, very mm-hmm. low. Were they zero? No, they weren't zero. But I mean, like getting to a world of zero COVID cannot be the goal. That can't be what we're talking about here. I mean, because we have lives to live. We right. can't sit here and wait until nobody ever tests positive for COVID ever again. Right. That can't be the world. So you look at countries that are roughly as vaccinated as we are, like England and like Israel, and you're seeing that they did, yes, have a spike in, of Delta cases a little bit earlier than we did, uh, but they're... but they managed to decouple that from deaths and hospitalizations through vaccination, which is the goal. Our hospital utilization right now is not high. I know there are all these psychotic doctors telling scary stories to Mm -hmm. newspapers that are printing them because it gets clicks to say a bunch of young, healthy people are all dying of COVID in the wards and you're holding their hand and while they regret not getting the vaccine, but it's insane. It's just not statistically true. And it it's, we, we have to, at some point, stop fear-mongering with very low risks at people. We need to go back to what the press did wrongly a year and a half ago when they said, like, statistically, this is not likely to happen to you. So you need to move on and breathe and live your life and do the things that you want to do, which is what the press was saying last January and February, that they... They were wrong about at that point in time because the risk was not low at that point in time. But now that we have vaccines, if you went out and you got vaccinated, your risk is very, very low. Or if you are, you know, 20 years old and in good shape, your risk is very, very low. So you should feel comfortable to go back to your life without living in fear. So let me ask you a couple of questions, Alice. The um, PCR tests uh, are being phased out at the end of the year. I've heard a lot of people say that that because they can't differentiate virus. Not, from- no, that's wrong. That's that's incorrect. Okay, so- this is what I'm running by. Don't yell at me. Okay, just running by. Okay. That's incorrect. The PCR test, the CDC PCR test that the CDC developed, mm-hmm. is being phased out, not because it can't differentiate between flu and COVID, um, but because um, there are now so many approved PCR tests through private labs and other sources that that it's not necessary anymore. We do not need it. And in the same document, what the CDC says in that same document is that that the focus should be on having tests uh, that include a test for both flu and COVID in one test. So that's that's where people are getting that. It can't differentiate because what they say in that press release where they say we're going to discontinue this test at the end of the year because there are plenty of other alternatives, plenty of other PCR test alternatives. It's just this CDC test that they're 
not going to do anymore because all the private places can now like quest diagnostics and everybody has their own COVID test. Now that's also a PCR test. It can tell if it's uh, COVID or the flu. It they're very different viruses, but, um, but what, what it says that's confusing to people is that it's saying that people, they should be running a test where they can give people a yes or no on both COVID and the flu in one test, that that should be the focus going forward. Okay. All right, let's listen to some more. This is Peter Ducey with Jen Psaki. You guys have been saying this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. If that is coming from the CDC, is the president satisfied with the leadership at the CDC right now? The president is satisfied uh, with the fact that they are continuing to look at public health data uh, and give provide public health guidance to the American public about how they can protect their lives and the lives of loved ones around them. And if it's... That wasn't a affirmative answer. That wasn't the president is satisfied with the leadership of the CDC. I get the feeling that he is absolutely not satisfied with the leadership of the CDC. That they're making him, and I don't even know if they got in front of him, but you know, you heard the uh, you heard White House press people saying earlier today that this was going to happen. So I don't know who leaked it, but but um, Biden can't want this. I mean, you this is something. This is something that you've got to talk to your political people about as well, because this is huge to throw the economy, throw the country in reverse. I mean, we haven't done the economy quite yet, but throw the country in reverse. That is a big move. And that should be if you're if just politically, that is something you would roll out in a totally different way rather than just jerk people around like this. Mm-hmm. You are you are asking for trouble when you pull something like this. I mean, just like with you. And I talked to, like I said, Bethany Mandel. And you and the the two mothers of multiple kids said, I'm effing done. I'm done. I'm done with this. Yeah, I'm not doing masks anymore. I'm sorry, world. We're not going anywhere where we have to wear a mask. And like, if that means we have to withdraw for some stuff from some stuff in the world, then like, fine. But like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to. I mean, like, if I have to get the groceries delivered, I will. But I'm not putting on a mask. Right. So I'll, I'll go to the grocery store without a mask for as long as they'll let me. But if that's the alternative, like I'm not putting one on anymore. The funny thing is is that you go to the grocery store, if you go to the grocery store without a mask, Mm -hmm. you're really, (laughs) what are we pretending here? You don't have the coronavirus and you've been vaccinated. Right. Why should that even be a thing? There's so many. The idea is that I could, like be have a, a like a weak coronavirus infection and be have like not bad symptoms but could pass it on to my unvaccinated kids and kill them. Right. Okay. So and then the, so the foolproof masks, which absolutely work, <laughs> foolproof. We know that, which is why no doctor uses one when they work with dealing with coronavirus va- uh, patients. They don't. They use at least the N95. They don't use these pieces of crap that we have. Oh, man, this is crazy. And by the way, there's no more shortage of N95s, and they're still not telling us to go, go get them. It's so disingenuous, this horse bleed. A pandemic of the unvaccinated still, then why do vaccinated people need to put the masks back on? Well, Peter, first of all, I would say again, just to go back to this chart, which I will handily point to again. If you were vaccinated, if you were vaccinated, your li- it can save your life. And I think the clear data shows... Um, Wait a second. If you're vaccinated, 
a mask can <laughs> save your life. But I thought if you're vaccinated, being vaccinated saves your being life. Being vaccinated is much, much, much more likely to save your life than wearing a mask is. And what's more, this guidance, like, I mean, I know you have friends too, like I do, who are like against the vaccine thing. But the second this adv- this new guidance came out, all my friends who never wanted a vaccine are texting me like, haha, see, they're saying it doesn't work. Right. Literally, that's what all the people who are against vaccines are saying to me right now. But Alice, that's what they're saying. They're saying it doesn't work. I mean, they're saying it in so many terms that you and I, who have who did our masking and got our vaccinations and had the felt like crap the second day, that you and I are equivalent to unvaccinated. Essentially, that's what they're saying. Yeah, no, and that's why this messaging is terrible and sucks, like on top of being not really based on science either, as far as I can tell. As far as I can tell, they're they're just doing this as punishment and and as to show that they're doing something because there are places where they're spiking cases mm-hmm. and they they don't know what to do with that information. Plus, then they combined this with the school guidance, which to me is the most backwards, insane thing I've ever heard <clears throat> that kids who are already at low risk, including vaccinated kids, including all those parents who went out and got their 12 year olds vaccinated right when they were eligible. Right. Like they also have to still wear masks at school. That is just insanity to me because with that messaging, I don't know. They're going to sometime probably around the end of the year, I'm guessing like November-ish, make this available to kids under 12 as well. Who's going to rush out and get it for their kid? Nobody. Why would you? There's absolutely no benefit. They're already not at risk. Right. There's no incentive. They're not going to let your kid take off the stupid mask at school. Like, why would you go get them vaccinated? There's absolutely zero incentive to do so. Yes, and also with your kids who aren't um, going to be harmed by the coronavirus, you also have a consideration that the damn vaccine's not licensed yet. You know, for the kids, you'd like to maybe wait a little bit to see. Well, yeah, I mean, like I've said, like I we waited till probably like 100 million people had gotten the stupid thing. Maybe not for maybe not 100 million, but probably 50, probably globally 100 million. It was probably 50 million in the mm-hmm. United States had already gotten the stupid vaccine. We looked at it. We're like, OK, well, people aren't really dropping like flies. So, you know, like seems pretty good. They're not really like coming. There was like the blood clot issue with the J&J and the AstraZeneca, which is that other type of vaccine. Like, okay, but that was still like a very low risk, whatever. Now that they've rolled out the Pfizer to the 12 to 19 year olds, I mean, it's not a zero risk. They are having some heart issues that Mm -hmm. do seem to be more prevalent in young men in particular. And the younger they've gone so far, the more they've had those issues. And they haven't really come up with a compelling explanation. So it's going to be interesting to see when they come out with it for those who are even younger than that. I mean, it's still a pretty low risk. I don't think it's huge. But it doesn't seem to me that it's uh, worth rushing right out to be the first one in line. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And I don't, I'm not sure, among other things, that they have the dose correct because it doesn't seem like maybe kids need the second shot and the, the risks for heart issues for young men are particularly high on the second shot. So, I mean, like, I honestly think the CDC should be saying right now, you know, teenage boys should not be getting the second shot because that that's where it seems like most of the risk is. And it's not, it's likely that kids probably don't need it to have full immunity, you know? So 
And and so also, we'll see, you know, when we'll you have see what like, we see, but like, I want to see like 50 million kids get it before I put it in our kids. Right. You know and, what I mean? Like, and when we have the one that we played in West Hartford last night who said, well, we don't know what this what this virus is going to look like if a, kid, a child gets it 10 or 20 years from now. We also don't know what that vaccine is going to look like if a child gets a 10 or 20 years. There's been no long term yet to see the long term effects of this stuff. Let's get back to Ducey and Saki. That this pandemic is killing, is hospitalizing, is making people very sick who are not vaccinated. That still continues to be the case, uh, regardless of what the mass guidance looks like. The vaccines work, which this sign says that they do. Then why do people who have had the vaccine need to now wear masks the same as people who have not had it? Because the public health uh, leaders in our administration have made the determination based on data that that is a way to make sure they're protected, their loved ones are protected, uh, and that's an extra step given the transmissibility of the virus that people uh, that they're advising people to take. Des does not effing compute, in other words. She does not cite a reason. She says because that's what they said. Because that's what they said. Well, when they say something like that, that doesn't that is not immediately uh not only logical but but uh credible like that she didn't well then that's why a chief executive like biden has to say thanks for playing uh rochelle now you can leave now we're not doing that right i mean it's his job to sort the information and decide on the policy. And I think that this is a mistake. I was kind of like blown away today. There, there's been a lot of polling out recently. And I was like seeing a lot of different polling about a lot of different issues. And it's incredible to me because it seems to me that the Democrats have chosen like the worst polling side of every possible issue. And even though the media acts like it's not true and like, I mean, I'm hoping they, I mean, people need to keep speaking out about this stuff so that, the media and the politicians don't completely change the narrative on these issues. But like, this is ridiculous. The mask thing is done. It's done. If you're vaccinated, you're way safer than a mask can ever make you ever. And, you know, if you choose to do neither, that's your business. It's not my business. And I don't care what you choose to do because I'm not scared of you because uh, I am vaccinated and I don't need to wear a mask and I don't need you to wear a mask. That's just it. And, then so like that and i think that this is going to be a problem first of all i think states aren't going to necessarily comply with it like florida or texas mm -hmm. second of all i think a lot of regular people are just not going to comply with it at this point i'm just not going to wear a mask that's i'm just not going to do it and like if this goes on if this stretches on years into the future i absolutely will look into moving somewhere that is not going to try and make me wear one you know I, I, absolutely because, because alice unless we break this fever of panic it's never going to end there's always going to be right. a reason now there there are already mathematical reasons now based on the current precautions we're taking for the coronavirus to have us wearing masks more often for mm -hmm. other ailments it already makes sense because because we will be a little bit safer let's go to, uh, to back to jen Saki's answer of Ducey on this question here and listen to what she says that the CDC says. There's nothing real tangible or meaty at all. It's just a feeling. It's just being cautious. Right. The vaccines work, which this sign says that they do. Then why do people who have had the vaccine need to now wear masks the same as people who have not had it? 
because the public health uh, leaders in our administration have made the determination based on data that that is a way to make sure they're protected, their loved ones are protected, uh, and that's an extra step given the transmissibility of the virus that people uh, that they're advising people to take. So in other words, Jensaki saying the vaccines don't work. That's what you have to believe. Yeah, I mean, I don't think she'd phrase it that way. But no, yeah, she I didn't, mean, but that's I, essentially because his question was asked that way. If the vaccines right. work, then why do unvaccinated people have to wear masks just like vaccinated people? I mean, you know what I mean. Vaccinated people have to wear yep. masks just like unvaccinated people. And she did not give an answer. <clears throat> she said because they'd be made safer. Well, if vaccinated isn't safe enough, then we're not truly vaccinated. Well, right. I mean, there's stuff. I don't know. Well, I mean, I mean, obviously, if, by those by that criteria that she just gave, then there's always a reason to always wear a mask. Always. Well, right. I mean, there's a reason to wear a mask in the flu season, too. Well, well, and there's right. a reason but, but, to wear a so, mask for lots of things. Right. So but, how do we it, detach from this addiction, Alice? I don't know how we get rid of the addiction. I find it really depressing that people are this stoked about putting masks back on. But a lot of people clearly are. A lot of people felt we never should have stopped wearing them in the first place. Right. Right. Like there were people that were upset when the mask mandates went away and they're going to be they're happy that they're coming back. That's truly like how it is. And frustrating, though, it is like I I think, though, that this is I think this backtracking on the vaccine thing is a. uh, I think it's a clarifying moment for a lot of Mm. people. Like, I think that this moment in time is the moment that a lot of people are now never going to get the vaccine. Absolutely. Well, not only that. I think that a lot of people, because the people that didn't want it before are now texting me, telling me, see, I told you so. They're never going to let you go back to normal. It doesn't matter that you got the vaccine. It doesn't matter that you got it, blah, blah, blah. They're going to like, I mean, literally, I'm getting texted by anti-vaxxers saying I told you so today. That was my day today. So I like what? Do you think those people are going to now turn around and get it? No, this did more work to undo any confidence that people might have had in vaccines than like anything else I've seen an administration do. It's it's so frustrating. Not only that, Alice, but any confidence in any public health institution as well. Ever. I'll never, ever. Anytime I I used to write about the CDC as if they were something. Mm-hmm. As if they were something that, you know, the people who kept malaria, uh, you know, away from us. These people are f- obsessed uh, bureaucratic robots. They're ineffective. They're wholly ineffective. It's remarkable that they is, they, there's no Hippocratic Oath stuff happening here. They are happy to hurt everybody in order to ameliorate the problem in without full knowledge of how bad they're hurting everybody. The fact that suicides in the world are through the roof. The fact that we're missing kids now, kids have just gone off of the uh, off the grid, you know, in big cities. We've got mm-hmm. the fallout from our rolling the dice and holding our breaths here is huge. And we're going to find out just how big well, it is. Well, they're just hastening the end of society here because this is not a tenable situation. Half the population roughly 
is saying, I'm never going to wear a mask again. Screw you. Well, right. That's what's so, happening right now. And like, in some there are going to be a bunch of states where they try and enforce this. So people will either move well, or they're going to cause a scene. Saki was asked about those states today. And the CDC. Is, I'm sorry, the states that don't enforce it. And the CDC is also going to recommend that children in schools all wear a mask, that everyone in schools wear a mask regardless of vaccination mm-hmm. status. But there are at least eight states that actually prohibit their districts from requiring a mask in schools. So what are parents who have children in those schools, in those states, supposed to do? Well, uh, look, Caitlin, I'm happy not to live in a state where that is the guidance. And this is new guidance that is being issued by the CDC today. I don't know how it will influence local elected officials in these states, but I certainly hope for the health and well-being of the next generation that they take a close look at the guidance. Wow, this woman is poison. Sometimes. Yeah, but I mean, like, since when is it even a school district's job to enforce CDC guidance, right? Like, the CDC says you can't eat raw cookie dough. But if I send my kid to school with raw cookie dough in their lunch, like, what, their teacher's supposed to step in and stop them from eating it? Like, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff the CDC says. It's not the school district's job. If you, everybody has access to the CDC's guidance, and the school district can, even in Florida, can recommend that everyone wear a mask by the Um, way by the way remember remember she says i'm happy i don't live in a state where that's the guidance remember you still have the teachers unions now and this isn't happenstance the teachers unions saying you're not going to make us all get vaccinated you're not going to make all the teachers get vaccinated you're not doing it so in lieu of that happening we're just going to mask up all the kids which is uh a pretty damn jarring thing to know you know, the fact mm-hmm. that the, the so little regard is given towards the students and all towards the teachers unions. Uh, right. Alice, it, I mean, it, respond to that for a second. The, the, the idea that the teachers unions are not going to get vaccines, are not going to be forced to get vaccines, but instead, because they don't, because the teachers, the teachers want their, the unions want their teachers uh, protected, instead, the kids have to do all the work and get a plunge in the arm and get whatever, um, and masks, etc. Right. I mean, you know darn well that the that the kids are going to be required to get it in these states, but there are the same states that are completely beholden to the teachers unions and absolutely aren't going to make them get it. It's ridiculous. If the teachers are that scared of the virus, they should go get the vaccine and then they should go on with their day and not be worried about what the mm-hmm. kids have. You know, if you're a teacher that there's little germy kids there that's just life and if you can't handle that i think you should find a different profession but i mean i think what we're witnessing here is probably the death of public schools in much oh of the country. i hope so wouldn't that be wonderful because i mean like although i mean maybe maybe the parents are psychotic and they're going to do it because a lot of parents will just put a mask on their kid all day and not think twice about it but I mean, like, I just is there some stopping point for parents is there some point at which they're going to say like you know we're pretty low on cases and deaths and my kid is vaccinated and I've done everything you've said. And like, when do I get to take the mask off of them? Like, is there any point at which parents are going to say that? Or are they just going to keep shrugging and saying, well, they get used to it. It's fine. You know, know, it's funny. I had someone ask me like, if, if, um, you know, if people ever get offended when I say like, why my kids, why I'm homeschooling. Right. Because, um, because like, 
I'm honest about it that it's like the COVID restrictions. I don't like them. I think they're ridiculous and I'm going to homeschool my kid. Like, I mean, I don't usually use the word ridiculous. I just say like, I don't think it's developmentally healthy for kids to like be under those kind of restrictions. I think it's much healthier for them to see other people's faces and be able to interact normally and be close to people. Um, And, you know, so somebody said like, but does, does that like offend the other parents? Because isn't it sort of like you're criticizing their choice when you say that it's not developmentally healthy? Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if it does. Nobody's ever said that they're offended <laughs> to me. But I mean, maybe I am. You know, I'm Serbian and we're like right. naturally kind of rude. But like, but I mean, that's the honest answer. Well, and like, I'm not judging on. them for the choice they make. Not everybody has the ability to homeschool. But I just like, I don't think it's developmentally healthy. And like, I'm sorry. First of all, Alice, the people that you're supposedly uh, offending are silently and passive aggressively look to offend constantly. Remember, hate has no home here means that it's not here, but it's there and there next door neighbors. (laughs) And uh, and also they're happy to throw looks of shame at you and dial up Facebook and dime people out if they see kids with masks without masks. But and that's why and Alice, I'm not uh, religious like you. I'm I'm. It's complicated with me. I'm working. I'm working through it. Fine, but then that's one other tragedy. Of this a man-made tragedy that's part of this is that we have a pandemic, global pandemic, much you know, like the Spanish flu. Except this one, we're lucky and blessed enough. Believe it or not, I'll use those words. That this one, unlike the Spanish flu, spares kids and young people. We're it is it's a it's a blessing it's a it's a it's it's can you imagine if we were showing you know thousands of refrigerator trucks full of little caskets what this would be like right now so mm-hmm. we're we are that is a a a part of this thing that has been it, it's a, a godsend that at least kids have been spared can you agree with me on that Oh yeah, and well, I mean so, during the nineteen eighteen so, flu, that wasn't the case. Absolutely, at all. that's what I just said. Right. So, so yeah. exactly. So we are given this horrific black swan event that kills hundreds of thousands. Uh, you know, more than half a million Americans, millions around the world, but that spares children, and somehow we've managed to ourselves victimize the kids, our kids, with this with our response. They had been spared from this, but we're effing them. With the way we've reacted here, it is horrific what we've done. Yeah, I mean, it's they didn't have to go through this. And like, I get it. Kids go through worse things. It's not a war or a famine. They're not dying. Like, I think and, you know, I've heard people say that, like, oh, kids are resilient. This isn't that bad. Kids go through worse things. Like, okay, yeah, I get it. They're not dying from this. But uh, for the most part, I mean, suicides are up but uh i do think that um i do think that uh sorry i'm getting distracted it's okay on here stop it's okay let me Um, throw let me play uh, but 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 i think that the the reason why this makes so many parents well at least parents who are like us so angry isn't so much that it's like the worst thing that could ever happen to kids obviously like wearing a mask is not like being sent to auschwitz but I think what bothers parents about it is that it's so unnecessary. You know, it's it's not 
this isn't something that had to happen to them. As you point out, they were never at serious risk from this. They're at much less risk from this than they are from like the seasonal flu. And there was never a reason to have this type of response that so punishes children when they're not a serious part of the spread of this virus. Right. And some bureaucratic blockheads and cowardly spineless politicians have effed them anyway. Let's play a little more Jen Psaki. Some of the reporters uh, have had enough. Today they're changing their guidance. They're changing their uh, their advice to the American public, their public health advice, based on evolving data and an evolving historic guidance. That uh, very, uh, virus. That's exactly what they should be doing. And what is your message to Americans who are feeling whiplash right now? Why should they trust the same group of health officials who just two months ago told them they don't have to wear a mask anymore inside? Because our goal is to save their lives. And our responsibility and the responsibility of public health officials is to continue to provide updated guidance. Shut up. We're saving your life. In the name of saving your life, we're going to keep pulling 180s every few months. Okay? We're, we're doing something noble. The freaking hubris at this moment, at this moment when we need this, I, I'm telling you, we need somebody to communicate who's got some credibility. Or I would say that you shut down the daily pressers with Saki and sh- and turn off Biden and turn off uh, Walensky and the Surgeon General and I would go all high media. Have somebody write something clever and empathetic, somebody who's not a blockheaded politician uh, or, or, or bureaucrat and do it that way because none of the messaging is working anymore. It's only hurting. By the way, okay, let me throw one last Saki um, cut in here. He said that the message for unvaccinated Americans has always been to wear a mask. But how concerned is the White House is that the message that unvaccinated Americans will hear after this afternoon is that even if you're vaccinated, you now have to wear a mask in some settings and then just say, why bother that on the vaccine? Well, here's the good news. Uh, we're all here. You're all here. You've got millions of people and Americans who watch your broadcasts and watch your shows and listen to you to hear what they should know about how to protect themselves and save their lives. So our message to the American public is uh, we are at war. We continue to be at war with a virus, an evolving pandemic. Our responsibility here is to always lead with the science and always lead with the advice of health and medical experts. And we're going to continue to provide information to all of you about how to protect yourself and save your lives. We're not saying that wearing a mask is convenient or people feel like it. But we are telling you that that is the way to protect yourself, protect your loved ones. And that's why uh, the CDC is issuing this guidance. We're at war, Alice. We're at war. So anything goes as far as um, our policies and giving you whiplash with our changes that we make and the emergency orders in all the states and, uh, you know, all of this stuff that we're doing and masking. We're at war. That's what it is. We're not incompetent. No, 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 no. It's just that we're at war. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Sorry. I just have I know to keep turning being, my mic down because a lot's going on here. I so, see you're um, being harassed. Okay. All right. Listen, so um, so I'm going to wrap it up now. I do have a p- piece of breaking news for you, Alice. Mm-hmm. I have. I hate to give you whiplash, but I have suspended my um, bike riding exercise activity, Alice, today <laughs> uh, because I was uh, about a mile away from the house riding the bike down uh, up a slight incline up. I was mm-hmm. winded. Because I'm very fat and heavy, and uh, your um, God has made it so that um, gravity is not equitable when it comes to me, mm-hmm. and so I was winded, 
And so I pull, I'm, I, I'm on the side of the road with the bike, I'm just pull over, and I just, you know, stand there for a second to catch my breath so that I can continue up the road. A truck passes me, <laughs> then goes, hit at a stop sign, stops for a moment, takes a right, goes slow again. I'm like, oh, wait, no, is he coming here? Please, he don't, don't be coming here, don't be coming here. He takes a right again, goes around this little rotary thing towards me. And I'm like, okay, okay. If I had a nine millimeter at that point, I just would have blown my head off and said, okay, I can't risk this. So I'm like, okay, okay, maybe there's a chance this guy wants directions. There's a chance he wants directions. He pulls up. He's he pulls over. He pulls next to me. He's about 85 years old. Okay, this is this. Oh, it's always the 85 year olds to do this. He pulls next to me, 85 years old, and he just looks at me. And I look at him, and he said, and he says, "Are you all right?" And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm fine, I'm great. No, thanks very much. Just uh, taking a break right here. He goes, all right, you sure you're all right? And I said, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm just taking – I was hoping – anyway, um, so because people can't just F off and leave me the F alone. And this was like a few years back when I was jogging when I get people saying, keep it up, keep it up, big guy, come around where I wanted to uh, point an ICBM, call in an ICBM airstrike on my own location just to end it. Don't ask me if I'm all right, okay? Unless I'm on the ground heaving or the uh, or, or the carrion are, um, are, uh, are tearing me apart, unless the vultures are tearing me apart, you know? In which case, just leave me alone. Even if I'm dying, just leave me alone, okay? I want to die. I'm, I'm done here, okay? Oh, people. Thank you so much for listening, as always. I will uh, be back, hopefully, tomorrow. We can keep getting our thing to work here. I can't hear the music, by the way. I don't know. Can if you not? It's going. Down or off? It's on. Oh, okay. Du, 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 du. Well, oh, you know what I think it is? I think it's when you stop talking, Zoom cuts it out. Oh, okay. I'm still talking. I'm still talking. I can't really hear any. It's not working for me. Okay, just say goodbye. Bye. See everybody. Bye bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.